Okay, so we're starting for the second time now because my tech misfired. Um, anyway, sitting at a rating with Jamala. I'm going to dive straight in. Yes, no problem. Who's Neku? How did it end up at Jamala? Okay, so Jamala is definitely a passion project. It's something that uh, took a couple of years to get together after having met Sean and Rodney back in the day yeah. at Royal Medicare. Um It was just one of those positions where you had full creative reign whether it be food interiors or uh, many many yeah. angles which is exactly what i needed i was stuck when it came to chefing so did so, so, so did you go looking for jamal or did it find you no so royal medicare found me in dubai i was busy working in dubai and somebody recommended that i come out and help them open royal medicare okay. and then in the year that we managed and run Royal Medicare. Uh, it happened to go up for sale. Yes. It sold. And then we started planning Jamala over gotcha. a four-year period. In that time, I moved to Cape Town, but stayed actively involved in uh, designing and yeah. creating Jamala. Uh, and then once I got here, realized what it was. Uh -huh. um, I just, yeah, just never left. What is it? <laughs> it's a very small, intimate, private home. You can call it a private yeah. home. I mean, people say it's, you know, it's a lodge. Uh, there's many many different angles on it. Sure. For us, it's a private home where yeah. people come and, you know, you can look in the lounge right now. People are lying on the couch, having a blanket 100%. on them. Uh, it's just very, it's not formal in any way. It's very chilled mm. and it's beautiful. I, I, and I agree with you. So some of my clients are, one's laying under a couch, they're snoring on the, yes. under the couch, under a blanket, <laughs> but he's snoring over there. <laughs> but it is a thing because being in the lodge industry for a while, like you have as well, you get fancy lodges yes, and you get camps and all these kind of things. Yeah. And when you walk in here, it's definitely, and I mean this in a good way, it's almost overwhelming. It's like, okay, whoa. Yes. And normally with that, there's almost like a stuck-up thing. It's yeah. like, oh shit, I can't sit here or I can't do this. But, and, and for me, what I've seen is the level of detail that people go to sometimes fall away there because they're worried right. about all the big, right. the details here. And yeah. that's golden. Yeah. We are like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm obsessive, right? Uh, that's just the Virgo trait. So is Rodney. We like the details yeah. and we like it to be beautiful and yeah. we like it to feel impressive. Yeah. But at the same time, it must feel like lived in. You know, you yes. can't be in a villa and feel like you can't lie on the couch. Mm. That's why there's a blanket. There's a pillow, numerous pillows. There's, yeah. there's books. There's a sherry glass. It's like curl up by the fire, yeah. chill out, you know. That's kind of the vibe. I think it's small things. This morning I was sitting outside working and Lawrence just popped up. <laughs> I don't know. And he says, here, try this. I'm like, what is it? Yes. He says, no, no, it's a chocolate. Because my guys have been drinking hot chocolate with Amarula. Yes. And he says, no, it's a hot chocolate. He saw this somewhere. It should be with ice cream. I'm like, dude, it's like four degrees outside. <laughs> but he yeah. said he did, he did this with vanilla essence. Yes. And it was amazing. Yeah. And for the staff to take that kind of approach and just it's it's a surprising thing that i'll remember yeah that's awesome and we always say to him because he he does push the boundaries right he will serve people stony and whiskey you know because he loves oh to drink that God. and i'll be like okay you have some creative freedom but there's got to be some limits right don't ever do that again <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah there's no issue with that we want people to yeah look they've been here for 10 years most of the staff they yeah, they, they're lovely. They like to interact. They like yeah. to create stuff for people. And sure. it's brilliant, yeah. What, what is your exact role here? Because we were speaking about chefing. We see you yes. in the front. What, what, what do you do? So just as with as time has sort of, you know, gone on, mm. we've lost Sean, unfortunately. I just stepped into a, a managerial position. Sure. I, for the last six years, have managed the property. I've also chefed full-time. I run the Kira shop. I run all stuff. I 
Basically do everything. everything. If I need do to do housekeeping, well. no, thank God I don't do that. <laughs> I have no intentions of doing yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, a bit of everything. And because it's such a small property, you've got to be versatile, right? You've yeah. got to be able to do all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you aren't versatile, you're probably going to struggle being here. Yeah. Um, but my description right now is general manager slash exec chef overseeing okay. kitchen still. Yeah. Um, but I have got chefs that are... Uh, you know, doing the food yeah. on a, a daily basis. The yeah. food has been off the hook. Thank you. I'm I'm in the lucky position that I get to travel with guests and around the world and all these places. Right. The food at this lodge, without a doubt, is in my top three. Thank you. It I is appreciate that. Off, and I mean, I don't think you've even been. This is just your guys doing their thing. No, I've been with have them you been but every night. Yes, every night. Well, I'll choose specific dishes. Yeah. I, I won't do the whole menu just yeah. because I don't have the time. Sure. Um, but yes, so I appreciate that. That's it's, awesome. It's been, I mean, the couple, the, I think the earlined on the first night. Yes. And there was a beef fillet, was it last night or the night before? Yes. But the combination of flavors is just, it is. Thank you. And the prawn dish. Oh, that, that was mine. Thank you. Oh my God. No, it is. No, I like that one. It's literally, yeah. I mean, am I wrong in saying you have a book? Yes, I've got two cookbooks out. Um, one is called Savannah to Sea, and then a new one, Safaris and Spices. Can people buy that somewhere? Yeah, at the Kira shop. Yeah, and, and some and often, I, often I just give them away. So can people online get hold of you for it? Yeah, just just on the website. So I'll put your details at the end of the description of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But how did Dubai happen? So I worked for and beyond for about two years, and I just it was a very intense uh, position. Okay, I, I went from. Uh, from just qualified to head chef for two lodges in oh. in KZN. Okay. And it was just too much for me after two years. I was too young. I was too green. You so, were very young at that time. Uh, we're talking 20 years ago. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just needed to do something else and more international, get more experience. Okay. Um, so it happened that I got a position in Dubai, which then led into something in Paris and, yeah, just a bit of experience, something in London. And then eventually I needed to come back to the bush because yeah. I the bug had bitten me. People and don't I, always understand that. No, no. And I hated living in a city Surely like Dubai. Surely good stuff playing in Paris and playing in Dubai. It was good. Or was it just work? No, it was just work. Can't be all play. No, it's 12 hours. Right. 12, 15 hours a day. So there was no good no. stuff? No. You had a, you had, no, not... <laughs> <laughs> I was very young. Yes. So That, that normally goes with some good stuff as well. That, and also, listen, let's not joke, I'm a gay man living in the United Arab Emirates. 20 years ago. Oh, it was horrendous. God, I'm just putting this together. Yeah, it was horrible. You, you could was it really bad though? Oh yes, absolutely. You can't... Did you have to hide it? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. If you, you you could not, you know, yeah. I was told was, as as well a couple of times to dress more appropriately. No. Yeah, yeah. No no tank tops and, you know, you can't you can't wear a vest, you can't wear jeans that are too tight, you in know. In today's yeah. world, thinking about shit like that having happened, it's just like... Yeah, you it's still it it's still down. like that. Yeah, they're still like that on that side. Absolutely, you can go to jail for that. There's just you gotta so did watch you, yourself. So did you? I mean, you, your and your job at the time you were working. I was just working as a chef in a restaurant. A normal restaurant. Normal. It was called the Cellar. It was sort of a South African inspired restaurant okay. um, at yeah. the Dubai Gulf Creek and Yacht Club. Yeah, yeah. So did you then have to work, and then when that's just kind of do your own thing, just kind of low key, or yeah, it was kind of a that twelve sucks. hour day. Yeah. And then as soon as you went out, you know, other people go clubbing. There's just no social life for sure. for me no, at that 100%. time. So it was just work. And yeah, everyone's like, oh, you must have had such a good time. But no, it really was just work. Was and it was fine. I, I needed to work. I needed to yeah. get the experience. Was the money worth it? No, it was Dubai. <laughs> so you know, I, it's funny. I don't know much it's about experience. Dubai. Because yeah. I mean, we, we my wife and I worked on ships and stuff. And at the time, 
I mean, listening to it now, it's like, yes. I think our salary was something stupid, like $3,000 each per month. Right. But the currency then was, I think, like 19. So yes. It was like, holy shit, sign us up right now. And of course, tax-free. So that. You, that. You and know. then you get gratuities. Yeah. You get to New York. You've got like $1,000 in your pocket every week. You're just like spending. But I don't... Dubai, I have no idea. I mean, because Dubai for me has this thing about it's for rich people. You know? Yes, there's, 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 absolutely. There's this, this thing. That was the issue. Like you would stay in sort of the worst of the worst areas. Lawrence, so can I get a cappuccino? You like some? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, you'd stay shared accommodation, eight people to an apartment. It was really, you know, like student living. Like absolutely, this. and this is the thing about Dubai. It's not. R it's run by Dubai, but every person that's doing the work yeah, is a foreigner. Dubai. No, and and you live in pretty bad conditions. You know, yeah. that's just have you the been way back? it is. No, I haven't been back. No intention of going back. I would like to go see Abu Dhabi because at the time when I was there, Abu Dhabi was up and coming. Yes. It hadn't been developed. It was still being built. Right, right, right. Um, and we would often go out there. But it wasn't finished. It wasn't yeah, done. Oh, it's still beginning. So I think I would like to go see it, but I don't think I want to... You know, a lot of people settle there. I would never settle there. No. It would be too hard for me. But it's, again, it's that bush thing, it's the African thing. It's that, that as well. Like, I mean, I literally... when I Even when I left for Cape Town, I was sitting in Bantry Bay, best location you could possibly be in. I was watching a documentary by David Attenborough, and there were elephants walking in a scene, and I had this feeling, this sort of angst of not being able to step onto the deck and watch elephants if I wanted to. If I'm having a bad day, right, right, right. that's what I want to do. Like now. And that's why I came yeah. back. So, so, wait, so from Dubai, you went to Cape Town first? So when when we did Royal Medikwe, yes, we had a four-year gap to get Jamal and Medikwe together. So, oh, okay, so gotcha, environmental gotcha, gotcha. impact assessments, getting land, yeah. getting power, all that stuff, two years, two years of building. you and Kuru at the time, so that's I remember right. the process. Yeah. That's correct. So it took four years in total. So in that sure. time, I moved to Armanis and I worked okay. for the Royal Portfolio. Okay. At Birkenhead House, I was head oh, chef right. for Birkenhead House. Um, so that was the gap, that four-year gap, um, yes. where I was lucky I could still go to Royal Malawan in the winter mm. and do the presidentials. So I still got my kick, uh, okay. the safari gotcha. kick in those four years. Got but I never let go of this plan. This was always the plan. Yeah, it was a long game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure lifestyle in Cape Town was better than in Dubai. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's Bantry Bay. It's, yeah. Cape, it's Clifton. It's on Love the beach. You know, what more do you want? Yeah. yeah. I've always I've always wanted to, because, I mean, going there, I think, and I read somewhere recently, it's one of the most, and it is, one of the most picturesque big cities in the world. Right. It is bloody totally amazing. Makes sense. Totally makes and sense. And I still want to live there one day, but I'm not sure if it'll take the special away. Yeah, I think it's like, almost like, I don't know, it's tricky, because if you live in Cape Town, um, I think it yeah, it could happen. It could happen like because you're gonna get used to mm. what you think. Like I used to think if I'm gonna live in Cape Town, I'm gonna be at the beach every single day, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that didn't happen. <laughs> you know, it's like I'd be like feel guilty when I go home because I've been working for ten hours, and I'd yeah. be like, oh, I should go to the beach, and yeah, yeah, then yeah. I don't. I, you know, it's it's yeah. true. It's true. Sure. Yeah. And then from Cape Town, when you moved back, eventually it was straight to Jamala. Yeah, straight into Jamala. I did do a couple of consulting positions. So I opened a place in Clifton mm -hmm. during that time, Laurie Clifton. Yeah. I opened a place in the Pilonsburg right. uh, called Shepherd Street. I just happened to go into. Oh, no, yeah, I just sort of happened to go into uh, openings yeah. and setting up kitchens and helping okay. and doing interiors and all that kind of stuff. Again, just honing some of those skills. Sure. Is that still a thing? Or it's still a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Still doing that. Yeah. So the interiors at now, where they are now, I have been doing it with mm. Rodney, him and I. Um, but I'm not doing anything else apart from Jamala. Right. Yeah, that's, this is now. No, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, this is the baby. Were you always going to go into this? Initially, I went into Johannesburg looking for a managerial position in a hotel. Okay, well, let's, let's go back. Where yes. were you born? 79. 
and Jobat and Johannesburg? Yeah, born, born okay. Heidelberg, Johannesburg, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then schooling? Yeah, low, just in Heidelberg, went to school, nothing fancy. I was I always had an interest in food. That's So that's yes. always going to be yeah. a route. My grandparents had a farm, so milking daily, making butter. Like oh, from basics. Stuff you don't realize are so important later yes. like you would make butter from fresh milk you would bake bread right, you would you okay. would so it was incredibly looking back now yeah. it's some of my best times right and my parents were lovers of food so weekends were spent brilliant grinding meat uh, yeah. preparing vegetable whatever you know just sort of what i thought sure. was normal uh, which wasn't really normal yeah. for other kids so yeah and then how do you i mean like okay this is obviously coming from a very <clears throat> uninformed i don't know that world is there then a place that you need to go to to become a chef is there like yes. the best one and there's others or how does well it now there is back then there wasn't okay. so back in the day we would go i went into this hotel and they said listen we've got an in-service training okay. course for three years if you want to but you're gonna have to train at the army, army base in pretoria oh. there wasn't a chef school at the time and the chef's that were training me were working in big hotels in Johannesburg. Right. So I was at the Rosemank Hotel, which has now been changed, but, yes. but I had one German guy, two French guys, and you would literally walk in there yeah. and you would just be cooking. You'd be thrown into the deep end. They'll teach you. And for six months of the year, you'd be working at a five-star hotel. And for six months of the year, you would be doing your training at the army base and Good doing Lord. your exams, your, your practical exams and your, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that was a three-year process to get you qualified and at that point, um, I mean, I went to Sitting Guilds of London to get some international qualification, but I still didn't know anything, yeah. you know, even with three or four years behind me. It yeah. took me another four or five years of industry-specific work to, to build up a repertoire yeah. to become... So how is it work today? Now. Is it much simpler? It's a little bit easier because you have things like capsicum, or you have, which are, you know, you go do a 12-month very intensive training course yeah. in terms of chefing. So yeah. they'll, they'll try and teach you as much as they can within the 12 months. I always say do a three-year course because the one year is not going to teach you anything. No. Um, but they'll be very specific. It's yeah. a lot more intense. Okay. And yeah, capsicum's good. Solwood's good. You know, all these guys are now available. So if, if you were to open a position and get new staff on board and you're looking for another executive ship at a lodge right. managing, what would you look for? Obviously experience. Is there more than that though? Um, you have to be adaptable, right? Yeah. Because cooking in lodges is not the same as cooking as a restaurant. Somebody said to me the other day, oh, we were expecting to experience something like La Colombe here. And I was like, oh, right. no, no, let me explain something to Yo, you. Let's calm down. And yeah. just First of all, we don't just cook. We do everything. So we do breakfast, high tea, lunch, dinner. We bake breads. We bake everything. Yeah. Um, we don't just specifically do a six-course tasting menu with 16 chefs. We have three chefs yes. in a very tiny kitchen. We work um, with once-a-week deliveries. It's very challenging ah, for chefs. Eh? So if you don't understand how challenging this position is, the mm. long hours, the difficulty of getting product, yeah. the needs and the expectations from guests, you're going to suffer. Yeah. So you need to be flexible. You need to be uh, creative. Mm -hmm. If the shit hits the fan, you need yeah. to be able to pull yourself out of it. Uh, and... There's also interdynamics in terms of living here full time and the stuff. It's like a pressure cooker. Absolutely. With stuff. All the, I mean, and, and it's all day, every day. You yeah. live with everyone. It's a, it's a family. Yeah. So you need to fit into that family. So oh. that's the first thing. 
can you fit into the family? Mm. Are you... I've never had a couple of guys that just couldn't yeah. cut it. And are you going to be okay to be in isolation? There's no shop around the corner. You can't go to the movies. Cool. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of things to consider. So we usually do a interim sort of three months thing and just see how they yeah. adapt before we go full out. Okay. And your, your chefs here now, how did they, did they... Did they do like the intern thing? Yeah, so my... Two chefs that have been here for 12 years now. Bongi was our first how, how ever employee. Been that long? Yeah, she's he, she's been here 12 years. He's been here for 11 years. How long have you been? 13. 13. Yeah. So initially they came in just as cleaners. Um, Prey was working as a sculler in Johannesburg and he wanted to cook. Yeah. So both of them came in before we had opened and I spent about two years training yeah. with them. And they are now in the kitchen full time. They've sure. been in the kitchen full time for the last 12 years. And is a lot. that was quite nice because they came with no bad habits or no sort of <laughs> yeah. prior experience. So we could mold them into yeah. what we do here. Yeah. So that's what they know. That's, and that's, and that's been great. Sure. You know? And then someone like Jacques who's joined in November last year, uh, he had large experience, so that was very important. I needed sure. to get someone to help me because I was just drowning a little bit in, yeah. in, in just too much. How would you describe the food here? Because I mean, yeah. okay, so the reason I'm asking, a lot of people who listen to this are travel-orientated, are yes. kind of higher-end luxury experiences. They come on trips with us and stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if they contact you. You guys should because the place is amazing. How would you how would you describe the type of food? Is yeah. it just normal safari food? Because there it's like, okay, on Tuesday we have a braai. Yes. It's, ah. yes. So I deliberately don't do braais and I don't do things that everybody else does. You know, we try and put a bit of a more modern spin on the food. If we do a boma, we'll do a plating in the boma yes. and we'll cook on the fire, but it will be um, almost a little story about African cuisine and, and how it's developed. Most of the time, three, four courses, yeah. always beautifully plated. It is. Um, but it's also hearty food, you know. It's not pretentious. We don't overstyle. We don't do. It's you not know, like a small bite that I'm still hungry no, afterwards as no, well. No, exactly. It's, it's real. That that's sort of where we're struggling a little bit. We are getting this expectation that you're going to have a test kitchen experience here, which is not the case, have and you it's of and it? it's never been the case. No, because we don't. You know, we have to feed people three times a day. If I feed you a six or eight course tasting menu three days in a row, you're going to be sick. I can promise much. you that. now. Yeah. you're going to be sick. You're going to yeah. be so overly you know stimulated in terms of food it's not sure. going to be good for you so so, so for boma yeah. we'll do like a little tasting menu all oh, right and we won't do it every single night because you mm. still have to eat healthily and you know it has to be quality food but it can't be the one thing my much. clients commented on here as well just from a quantity point of view is there's lodges in the sabi sand specifically and we mentioned this the first day we right. got you after the first 24 you get in in the morning and at coffee there is like a plate of yes croissants, muffins and stuff. On Game Drive, you get more stuff. You come back, there's this huge breakfast. Right. Two and a half hours later, huge lunch. Half an hour later, yes. huge high tea. By the time you get to high tea, you just feel sick and they do it every single day. Absolutely. The idea of having a late breakfast, thank you, having a late breakfast and then the high tea, which is also nice and small, and, and it, it's almost, it's not that it's little, but it almost leaves you wanting more. It's like, okay, cool, that was nice, but I'm going to go on Game Drive and I look forward to something. Yes. That's it's right. not like you feel like a fat slob just yeah. the whole time. But there's also people just talk to us and they'll say to us, listen, and, and this is from day one. And people have kicked against that, you know, some of our agents and so forth. Oh. Where people would say, too much food, you know. So we went this. Okay, prior when we oh, did right, lunches right, right, still. Okay. So we changed it and we went, okay, late brunch, which means you have more time on safari if you want to. And come back. Have a bit of downtime in your room so you can have a snooze in the afternoon. You don't feel obligated to come to lunch. A lot of people feel 
and I get it, right? In this day and age, people feel obligated to come to lunch when someone has prepared lunch, so you're yep. not wasting food. And I paid for it, and you've paid for it. I so now, what happens is that people overeat; they just yep. do. <clears throat> and so they've said to us, you know, many of our guests, and we have such a huge percentage of repeat clientele, so they'll say to us, you know, listen, this is too much, or, or whatever the case yeah. may be. So we've scaled it down. It's a big brunch. Um, there's a proper high tea, sweet, savory, yeah. etc. Um, it's enough food, definitely. And then there's a proper dinner. In between, there's game drive snacks, there's room snacks. Mm. And at any time, if you need something, yeah. you just tell a waiter and we'll organize something. But for me, that formula has always worked. Yeah. And it does work. It's you're not. If, you know, the last thing you want to do is leave here feeling like you need to go back to gym. <laughs> you sure, you, you want to leave feeling... Speaking of, yeah. you've got one of the best gyms in a lodge I've seen. Thank that you. That thing is Thank set you. up. Yeah, no, that, I went on a bit of a health thing sort of when I turned 40. Yeah. You know what happens when you turn 40, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the muffin top starts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, listen, we got to put in a proper gym here. If we are going to do it, let's yeah. do it properly because I want to use that thing. It's so it was really completely cool. uh, selfish. That's why it's set up like that. Oh, Why not? I mean, you live here. <laughs> I live here. So, yeah, every afternoon I, when people are on drive, I go to gym. So mm. That was always a the tough thing in the industry. I mean, being at Logic, even now... I mean, with, with private clients, it's draining today, so there's more time. But yes. it's go, go, and you never have that time. Absolutely. But And I must be honest, if I had a gym like that, some of the lodges I've been at, I would yes. be training as well. Absolutely. And even even myself and some of the chefs, we train every afternoon. Yeah. You know, some, of the, some of the staff want to get healthy, and mm. we I've been training with Bongi every single day for yeah. the last year. Yeah. Because both of us are like, damn, we've just ate an entire plate of food without realizing it just during breakfast, you yeah. know, because you, you're tasting stuff the whole day. Um, and you want people to feel fit and healthy. So, you know? Does it change as a chef working in the kitchen all the time? And you see this because I mean, my, my, my clients have been here for tonight's the fifth night. Yes. And they still, every time, say, oh, it's amazing. Does it get old? Does you looking at amazing food and tasting food, <laughs> does that get old? Um, I'll say this it doesn't get old because there's so much to learn. You yeah. can never, in terms of food, you can never learn it all. You, sure. you just, it's always, it's always evolving. Okay. However, the actual consumption of that food yeah. gets old. So, sure. you, so you're not constantly wanting to dive into that croissant. Where before, and I'll tell you, when I was 22, <laughs> I would munch anything and oh, everything. No. Like everything was a new experience, you know. Sure. And I would just like well, you crush had it. The metabolism of racehorses. Absolutely. Back then, so. Well, yeah, and the body too, too much. That so, helps. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, no, definitely the consumption. So goes if you down. go home, you go, where's home when you go and leave? Do Johannesburg. You Johannesburg. Johannesburg. Yeah. First couple of nights, what restaurants do you go to? Do you search first, out the types first, of food? Yeah, I do book one good restaurant every time okay. I go. But the first three days is absolute silence. Okay. This is weird uh, because we're constantly hosting yeah. and you're constantly on and you're constantly with yeah. 25 staff and 15 so guests. what does that silence look like? It's me in my house, which has just been redone. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's looking really Really cute. Nice. It's got a very small uh, garden that is um, you, beautiful. It's in in Boxburg, right next to the okay. airport. So if I want to escape, I'm by the airport. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a green space and okay. it's a very quiet space. And it's just my mom stays with me. She's okay. retired, so it's uh, it's very much family house. You know? Lawrence, you need something? Yeah, no, just two. Oh, seconds. we good. Um, Happy's gonna follow no worries. with the silver pack. Okay. No problem. He just forgot the shirt. Okay. Okay. No problem. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it's a quiet space, family space. And you just good stay food. on your own. Yeah. For the first three days, just first three days, and I don't really speak, and it frustrates the people around me 
terribly because yeah. I won't engage. I can relate on such a little I just frightening. Need, yeah, I just need silence. Quiet, coffee in bed. Yeah. Don't talk to me until yeah. like 12. Then I'll go to gym and then I'll come back and I might talk to you. Yeah, if I speak <laughs> back, it's fine. Otherwise, leave me alone. Yeah, 100%. Gotcha. Don't ask me questions. But people in the industry don't always get that. Yeah. Because you, you're here. I mean, we've seen you every time we've been at the lodge. You're around, you chat, it's this. And then when we sit and have coffee, you're doing this and that. And yeah. people don't understand in the industry. And some young guys always is funny. I don't know if this is the same for chefs. Mm. They'll come into the industry, I'm going to work with lions and lepers and shit. No. Yes. It's That's 99% not people. 100%. You're not going to be out here doing no. beautiful plating all day. You are going to be at the back slogging, handling staff issues, mm. staff meals, cleaning kitchen, cleaning the fridge. It's real. Uh, you know, and same with uh, doing a mixture of both. You know, yeah. 90% of the time I'm in the office doing other work I'm, I'm you know handling stuff yeah. I'm doing other stuff what sucks the most about this the job at this point it changes but at this point in time just uh, oh, I have to be very careful how I say this go for it <laughs> uh, sometimes expectation 100% yeah that, mm. having to meet everyone's expectation mm. because it is so varied in the sludge sure. industry you yeah. know you have people who are solely interested in cuisine others mm. are just interested in safari and, sure. and photography but I think being aware of that is a great thing because yeah. also you guys pitch at a high level yes if I look at your website your brochure you walk in here there is a certain and, I, and yes. I'm sure the agents who sell you yes to the international market will also blow it up absolutely and it's worth blowing up but for the person on the other side if I'm going to go to Varambat Aventura yes. or some shit like that right? yes I've got zero expectations <laughs> gotcha. fuck all like nothing yes but if I come here, I'm going to think, okay, cool. I'm expecting this and this. And for me, it's in my mind. Yeah. But I think then people might just take it too far. I think because people haven't traveled in two years, yes. they have this. They want more. They just want this most incredible holiday because it's just been so stressful. So you can see it's changed. The expectations oh, absolutely. from before to now. Absolutely. There's, a, there's this need for something to be incredible because we haven't been able to do it for so long and we've spent so much money on it now yeah. and we've waited so long. And That's interesting, yeah. Um, so it is the only thing as tricky right now and it's so varied like you'll have someone who expects a like a long experience yeah. at a safari lodge and how do you meet that standard you know no. that's difficult or um yeah just many 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 levels it is a you tough know. one it's a hard one that's the only only frustrating thing but generally you know you just manage it mm. just manage it that's all well, do you guys market mostly international yeah uk us yeah during lockdown we've done some promotions with uh, Browns jewelers locally to get yes. some local businesses just because we had no international clients. Uh, but generally, it's international, yeah. Mm. So yeah. now you're back in your silent zone back home <laughs> and then you book a restaurant. Yes. Give us two or three examples. What 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 do you go for being being in this world? I mean, yes. Because f from, from an uneducated point of view, right. so Ingen and myself, we're sitting here thinking all oh, this amazing food coming through, but then you're in there like, oh, I'm just working. Yeah. So what do, where do you gravitate to food-wise when you go home? I look for well-cooked food. So I don't necessarily need all the, um, what is the word, um, fireworks. Yeah. You know, I don't need that. I don't need you to set things on fire at the sure. table. I, I honestly don't yeah. bring, don't light, don't light my sushi on fire because I am dying. <laughs> I bloody hate that. Does that. I, like, I can't deal. Like, stop it, guys. Yeah. Like, don't do that. I like sushi because it's fresh and it's yeah. Japanese and it's authentic. Don't do that shit. <laughs> so I lean towards, like, I went to Billy of the Beast recently in Cape Town and yes. I just died. It was so good. Okay. So simple. Yeah. Nose to tail cooking, but properly cooked. Just good food. And also 
the table isn't over-decorated. You are literally getting the basics. Yeah. But damn, is good. Okay. The food is good. And it's so well cooked. And it's so well thought out. And so well put together. Okay. Um, things like authentic experiences, you know. Tang, for example, yeah. was very good. But too noisy for my liking. But, sure. you know, I'm from the bush. So... It's just this clash so, of music and people. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's too That's much. I'm, I'm willing. I'm, we have spoke about it recently. We were at some restaurant, and oh, we had to go. This is my worst. My my younger sister, if she listens, sorry, you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> so she's got a kid, John, and then we go. There's like Papacinos, which is like the kiddies place. Yes. And there's a new one called. It, it's in in Fairland area, Blueberry Beacon or something. Christ alive, all the children. Yes. And the, the, no, the, don't do that. No, no, normally I don't, but it was her birthday, so we had, had to, to go. had to go, yeah. And the, the piece of meat was actually decent. It was a yes. fillet with spinach or something. And it was nice, but Christ alive. Yeah. It was fucking mayhem. Absolutely. I went I, to... I would pay for the ambiance. Literally. I, I agree with you. And I went to two restaurants recently. I went to Saint in yeah. Johannesburg. Is that good? It was so good. Yeah. But I couldn't deal with the volume just the noise and if the volume of people there must have been 300 people in that restaurant everybody's screaming at the top of their voice because the music's so loud oh no and the food was great the service yeah. was fantastic mm. there was it's just ambiance yeah. you know I went to Tang in uh, in um, uh, Mandela Square mm-hmm. same thing there was a concert happening in the square there was oh, music man. there was a DJ inside the restaurant there was about you know the whole restaurant was like screaming at each other you I can't. could not I actually left horse and the next day I was horse my voice was, was screaming trying to no, talk to someone so I don't know people just don't quite get it right I understand going out on a Saturday night and having a blast but, but when I go to a restaurant I need I have a conversation. absolutely yeah what would I mean from a romantic evening point of view what restaurant would you choose I've I've had some really good ones uh, I would say so I enjoyed um, Marble quite a bit yeah. in a private dining room. They don't give their wines away for free, though. No, girl, you have to pay. Holy and shit. You, you're going to take... You're going to pay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, honestly, that, that was probably one of the most... That and... Yeah, they were not cheap. They were not cheap. But private dining room, you know, that's a little bit more manageable. because Could they do can, that even for, for a couple? No, you have to have a... You have to, Group. If they have space, which is very okay. rare. So during the week, you can maybe get it. But yeah. on a weekend, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, it's usually a big party. Same with uh, the, the fire room. They also have private dining spaces. But it's usually... Yeah. They'll do it in the week. They'll give you a private space. The fire room, look, what I know about food, I, I know I like it. That, yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> but the fire room to me was... It's nice. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. It felt gimmicky. It's all gimmicks. It's all gimmicks. It's like, okay, guys, stop. I, yeah. I like the taste. You can just... Yeah. Pump the brakes now. Yeah, it's like, all well, gimmicks and sometimes too much, you know, yeah. just overdone. Like, just chill out. It's like all the fire and shit. Yeah. There's like yeah. Yeah, yeah. sushi on fire. It's like, what? Yeah. And when you look at traditional classic versions of sushi, it's, not it. it's nothing like that. You what know? about internationally? Is there a restaurant you really need to oh, get to? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, I've, d- I've done some pretty spectacular ones, but Italy is calling right now. Already? Yeah. So Massimo is on my kill list. Yeah. Mr. Massimo. Yeah. Jeez. He's on my list. Rodney's been, and I'm super jealous, yeah. but that's on my list. You probably have to book now for four years from now. Absolutely. Sorry. But that's okay. I'm, I'm willing to do that. do that. I've done 11 Madison in New York, which has, you know, been number one in the world for many years. Yeah. And just mind-blowing stuff. What know? made it that good? First of all, ambiance, right? You see now. It was... Not, it wasn't stiff in any way. It was engaging. Uh, they took me into the kitchen when they heard I was a chef. Oh, really? They let me speak to the chef. He That's asked cool. me about venison. You know, this guy, 
I mean, come on, wow. you know who this guy okay. is. He's, I mean, I'm getting goosies sitting here. Yeah. He asked me about it, you know. Holy hell. Like he, he was interested. So, and for that level of restaurant to three Michelin stars, the best in the world. To be that personable. To still be coming to the kitchen, I'm going to show you. Okay, listen, the kitchen, I died. The kitchen. Oh, I can imagine. The kitchen, I mean, there must have been 40 chefs in there. How big would it be? I mean, this oh, this, twice the size of this lodge. Yeah. The kitchen. And, I mean, we're talking each station at least 10 chefs, you know. Holy and detailed, hell. incredibly detailed. The waiters were, they would walk in silently. Okay, it was a bit, a bit strict for me. I like, okay. I like chatting to my waiters, but they were silent, hands behind their backs. Into the kitchen. Into the kitchen and queuing to take an order out without speaking. They're not allowed to speak. And I. Why would that be? Just because it's run control. at such a level. It's a control thing. Yeah. It, it, there's wow. just no room for any this mishaps. This is 11 Madison. Yes, 11 Madison Bar. Okay. It was incredible. At the same, I don't want to be that. I find that to be just that must be too extreme. Stressful. Too extreme, absolutely. I don't want to, do, yeah. I never want to be in that. I want to have fun okay. in my kitchen. You can ask them. I I will have a drive with them in the kitchen. We we have a good time. You know, I just say to Jacques that just, just have fun. Like, yeah, yeah. this is, we do this every single day of our lives. You sure, know? might not like it. We don't work an eight-hour shift and go home. We are here all day, yeah. so I want to have fun. Um, but it was something to see. It was incredible. What would an average meal there cost people who are oh, thinking about it? Oh, my God. A couple of thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. It was like, it was my savings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, look at the story. That, that's no, absolutely. That game. Absolutely. Who yeah. would be the biggest celebrity <laughs> chef in the world right now? Because oh. it feels like the after COVID thing changed. Yeah, and it depends on what you're looking at. If you're looking at social media and, and TV both. productions, you, you know, well, you have all your normal ones, the, you know, everyone that's on TV. So you have that whole strain, but which is not... like stands out. The guys that are probably on the Michelin list definitely stand out. Yeah. People like Jan Hendrik who are really pushing boundaries. Now, hey? Yeah, absolutely. Have you been? I've not been. I'm dying to go to yeah. it. I just can't afford it. It's like 2,000 rand for lunch or something. <laughs> well, you still have to fly in there. Yeah, it's not you like you saying? can just pop in. You have to fly in. You have to stay, pay to stay and then you might get a booking at the if restaurant. You know what I'm saying? I can't afford that. But he changes the game, right? Yeah. He He's doing something incredible. He's sourcing locally. He's built a cellar underground to house all these... Ing- it's it's a full storytelling experience, which I love. I like that sort and of... And that's Michelin star? It's not... Well, we don't have Michelin guide in Africa. No. Right, so... No, only in Europe. So, so you can't the- get Michelin stars in Africa. Why? They, they just don't grade here. Are they looking at it? I don't think they ever will. No, really? It's, been too, it's too old. The, Do we have the, the institution is too old. Well, we have... We have ratings, but we don't have anything that is recognized mm. on that level. Okay. So he, of course, has a Michelin star in Nice in France yes. for, for Kleinian, which, you know, the Michelin guide will yeah. acknowledge that. Um, and he's applied what he's oh, done right. there here. And I um, can hmm. tell you now, the restaurants here would definitely be on that list if they were, yeah. you know, there are many. Cape Town, Franchuk, sure. um, even, even Johannesburg. That's quite sad. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't get sure. graded here. But uh, those guys stand out for me, and people like Massimo, who saved parmesan in the as a as an ingredient yeah. worldwide. You know, yeah, he yeah. took he took handmade parmesan and aging of parmesan cheese, and re- not like kept it going. It almost died out. The, yeah. the tradition of it almost died out. That's he insane. single-handedly re- restored that, and you don't hear about them. You know, no, you you, don't. You, you, they're not they're not Gordon Ramsay on TV all day, or you know those sort of chefs. So Is it depends still? on who you're looking yeah. at. Yeah. Is he still relevant, Ramsey? I mean, Ramsey's got an incredible reputation, and he will. I think, again, yeah. when you look at Gordon Ramsay 
and what he's achieved yeah. as a chef yeah. and his restaurants are always relevant, always amazing. Yeah. As a celebrity, maybe not so much. Yeah. But again, oh. it depends on the expectation, right? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if all those reality things he did, where he's like shouting at them. And yes. I wonder if that hasn't taken away from the. What's the word I'm looking for? The finesse, the yes. essence, the yeah, yeah, whatever it is. I don't know. I think there's a balance, you know, for all of them yeah. because they have to make ends meet and they have to, to make your restaurant successful, you've got to have some kind of uh, public platform. And with these days, social Absolutely. media is the thing. Absolutely. And that's what he does. And he is good at it because of that personality. Without, yeah. without that, it doesn't work, yeah. right? Is Jamie Oliver still a thing? Haven't heard Listen, of Jamie's done amazing yeah. for just, you look at what he just, you know, what he's done for kids' food no, production sure. in the UK alone. And again, that's not really celebrated. What is celebrated is his cookbooks. You mm. know, that's all you hear about, the yeah. cookbooks and maybe one or two restaurants yeah. or whatever. But that's not really, yeah. at the essence of that guy, that's not what he's about. You want to have the right stories come out, though. That's social. right. It's and that's, 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 that that's what's very hard. Yeah. yeah. So I like to know mm. the backstory versus what I see on social media. I wish more people, not just in Sheffield, but in the world, will say that. Stop with the headline reading. Yes, absolutely. Look deeper because we go on Instagram or Twitter, you scroll five times, yeah. oh, I know the news. Yeah. No, you don't. You saw a couple of clickbait headlines. That's right. It's rubbish, man. 100%. What do you make of that Salt Bay character? Salt Bay? <laughs> so I went to his, his restaurant in New York Did you? with clients. Did you? But he, he wasn't there with a little salty thing. Yeah. Because I saw recently he had a tomahawk, a gold-coated tomahawk That's steak right. for like $1,000 or something. Gimmicks, baby, gimmicks. They sell. People, <laughs> and then he's feeding it to Conor McGregor. I know. Like, like sticking it in his mouth. Because like, yeah. we went there. We were we were clients, John and myself. And then we met. And Dennis said, oh, well, we want to go to some restaurant that closed down. New York apparently turns restaurants like nothing. Absolutely, yeah. Anyway, so Nusret, is it called? His restaurant, the salt they got. So we got a booking like two and a half weeks out. But it was on a Thursday afternoon. You couldn't get evenings. Right. Anyway, so John and I arrive there, and we sit down, and we each order a beer, Heineken. It's one of those baby Heinekens, $15 a pop. Okay, cool. This is going to get real. <laughs> and, um, and then eventually Dennis and his girlfriend come along, and we sit in. And the first thing they did, so all the waiters are dressed like this chap. Yes. With his little everybody, glasses, the white. And that's the, right. Yeah. The apron. All that. Yes, yes. Anyway, so the guy arrives like, what? And then they bring us a beef sushi or something. I don't know what it's called. But it's this monster, like I'm talking big wooden plank. Yes. And these four little pieces in the corner. So again, talking about gimmicks, he's got this here, but they arrive in a big trolley. Right. And he takes his blowtorch out, like you find in your maintenance department. Yes. And he stands next to the table and is like... Blowing fire. And he's just fine, like, what the fuck? And then you charge like $20 for each little yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that good. It was all flash. It's, it's a trend. It's, yeah. People have to be a part of it. Yeah. But uh, more than that, I don't know. That's, that is the problem. You know, that's, yeah. that is the problem. It's like, that's why I always say, if it's well cooked, it doesn't mm. have to have all the gimmicks and no. all that stuff. I just need it to be beautifully yeah. cooked and sure. beautifully presented. I don't need you to come out with a torch and throw flames at me. No. Not necessary. What about fast food when you're home? Binging in front of the TV one um, night. So I'm like on a pretty strict diet. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm training. Uh, I don't really do fast food. I no. actually, I'd what? rather cook for myself. Yeah, I just not something I'm. I've never yeah. been into it. It's not something I enjoy. Uh, and on the road, if I have to stop at KFC and get a single burger, I'll do that. Yeah. If I have to, there's nothing, nothing else. But then again, I'd rather go to a Woolworths food and buy something off the road. No, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can agree with that. 100%. Yeah, they don't do that much. It's just it's especially in the states now. We were I was in New York. We go once one once a once a week. I wish. Damn, I really do wish. <laughs> um, once a year before we go for marketing, and you go into New York or, or LA, any of these places, and right. you go around and. To eat healthy costs a shit ton of money. Oh, absolutely. Like you would walk around and go into these places and say, listen, 
And then you go into Whole Foods and what's the other one? Preta something. Uh, and then they've got something. But you look at the calories, like 800 calories for a little thingy this big. Yes. You can't eat healthy. No. You're gonna, it it's going to so cost difficult. you more. It's going to cost you more. It's the same as trying to go vegan. You know, people knock vegans all the time. But you go and look at the pricing on yeah. vegan food or stuff that looks like meat that is vegan, which is bizarre to don't me anyway. That. Just don't do that. Can't deal. But no. that's bloody expensive. You know, mm. we sometimes get strict vegans yeah. and we have to purchase for them. So what's your, what's your diet now? I mean, what are you looking at? It's just, is it clean? Is it, it's is very it clean. Is it all those things? Or? No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing anything that's got a label to calories. it. I... I I don't, but the trainer does. Okay. <laughs> I've yeah, got an yeah. online trainer. Um, but it's very clean eating. So do you get an eating plan? Yes. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and how's right. it working for you? Good. Yeah. It's how long working. has it been? About a year and a half, two years. Oh, now. shit. Long yeah. time. Yeah. But it's it's more about healthy eating. It's not necessarily a diet. And yeah. it's not about no. anything other than eating clean and healthy. Yeah. And feeling better for it. You know, That's the big thing. Energy. That's the big thing. Energy. That's do you drink it. alcohol? No, I'd, I'll have a glass of wine now and then. I don't drink yeah. much. Rodney will say, cheapest date you ever meet because yeah. I have like one glass and I'll be drunk. Nice. It's just the way it is. No, there's benefits there, but it's yeah. a different discussion. But, but I do like my wine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's also, I mean, for, and in this industry specifically, is hosting. Yes. Christ alive. You yes. can go, like if we have Mara into another trip and you might be on the road for seven, eight weeks, every day you have one or two drinks yeah. at lunchtime on game drive. And yeah. this and eventually, you're like, holy shit, I'm averaging like five, six, seven drinks a I day. I can tell you now, in 20 years of doing this, I have seen guides fall badly Heavily. because of that. So at this lodge, we don't allow that just because I don't Good. want the guide to wake up Good. at five in the morning. with ang- And for some guests, it's Nothing actually worse. a challenge to get him drunk the night yeah, before. Because they see it as the rough It's fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what happens is it actually affaffects their own... Uh, health, you 100%. know, long term. That, the healthy thing, I mean, I've been doing some research recently, again, I mean, on, I've got a coaching business on the side, speaking to people who yes. research. Um, Adele's dad is currently suffering from dementia, and there's a whole alcohol um, influence on that, in yeah. dementia as a whole. And the research on it is shocking from a longevity point of view. Yes. Like if you have, I think they said from 40 on, 40, 45 on, if you average, and average yes. over a week, I think three to four drinks. Now, it doesn't mean drink every day. It's on a weekend. We have a bri- have a yeah, bottle of wine. Have a drink. Like, yeah. da, da, da. You are aging your brain by about ten years. Hundred percent. I can see that. I can see it on my face. Hundred percent. If I'm, I wake up after a heavy night of drinking, and I look see. like hell. Yeah. I don't look like forty two. But it's also how you feel. I have look like fifty two, and yeah. I feel like shit. As I feel, I've started, and this this is probably the last trip that I'm actually doing any drinks on. Right. I'm I'm gonna have maybe two a day with these guys. Yeah. But for the last few weeks coming up, nothing. And initially, you're like, okay, oh, maybe I want to have a drink when I get home. But then, after a week, you start feeling, okay, training feels better. Sleep is better. Absolutely. I'm more clear. 100%. I, I can't, it's unbelievable. I can't do a 10, 11-hour day here from the morning to the evening no. if I'm drinking. It just no. doesn't work. So the guys at the front know if, if we order drinks and guests are expecting you to host and have a drink, I have half a glass of soda yep. and half a glass of wine. Yep. with lots oh, of ice spritzer type thing exactly yeah. lots of ice to water it down and yeah. I can have four or five of those and I've actually only consumed one glass of wine mm. um, so it's it's something you have to just manage it's so. funny what you said there, the, how some of the guests want to make their guy drunk yeah. it's like that challenge yeah. whether it's a slightly distorted khaki fever obsession yes, thing absolutely. I don't know what it is absolutely but that and some lodges they push it that yeah. the guide will sit until 2, 3 in the morning yeah. getting shit faced with the clients Yeah, and then tomorrow operate a vehicle <laughs> And a weapon. And a, and a weapon. No. 
with dangerous elephants yeah. and not be sober. And that's not even that's not even thinking about the experience of it. Yeah. Because now, and again, this is a, this is a world class facility yes. where we're sitting here. I don't want to be, let's say Lazio. Okay, Lazio doesn't drink at all. No. But let's say he did. I sit with him here. Ingrid and I get him drunk. Three in the morning, we go out. There's no incidences, but we have great sightings and stuff. I still think deep down. Yes. When I go home and I tell people about it, it's great and that. The guy drinks a lot. I, they, they must be some um, kind of perception. Absolutely. Versus the professional guy that says, guys, thanks, I'm going to have one tonight. Yes. But that's it. Why? Yes. Because you're on holiday and I'm working. Absolutely. There's something that's, there. That's what we somehow, guides, and I've always said this, have somehow forgotten that this is a professional job. You know, Not forgotten. They, they've been put into a position yeah, where... I think some don't even know it yet. Yes, absolutely. And, Unfortunately. And they ex- they're expected to do, the, to do that. Mm. So we always say to our guides, <coughs> if you are requested to sit for dinner and have a drink no problem there's a limit on how much you can have 100% and because sometimes the party goes you know and other times we'll join and the party does go a little bit further and that's fine but I'd say 99% of the time there's there's limits and there's also an expectation that you act professionally and at a point you excuse yourself because tomorrow I'm driving yeah you cannot be I don't know I I did a thing I do this morning coffee video sometimes I just talk shit but talking about guides some of them and in this video, I said, just because you work in the bush, you don't have to be a fucking savage. Listen, that made me laugh out loud. Oh, you saw that? I saw that. The it guy made with his me stomach. barely laugh. His stomach I was, was hanging out. I was in my house, busy brushing my teeth, and I had my phone on. And I was listening to this, and literally, I just belted. You, I was his like, stomach was out, so dude. Funny. His stomach was out. It was so funny. Now I hear you. That is people th- pay him money to take them on safari. Yeah. It's like, we should pay you to buy a fucking treadmill or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, no, it was pride. What happened to pride? It was funny. It was funny. And guide for some reason because they work in the bush. Yeah. They think I, I don't understand that. And then they're the first to complain. Oh, yeah, but I can't get another job or I can't get a promotion. Yeah, but look at what you act and look like. Yeah. No, this like you said, self-respect, no, man. man. Self-respect. It's a basic thing. It's no. a basic. Be clean. Be looked after. Yeah. You know, that's and, way and more I, attractive anyway. Yeah, hundred percent. And I do think that the way you do it at Jamala with the guides. And it's not, and I know for a fact, if guys listen to this, some of them will say, oh God, I'm not going to find a work there. Yeah. I've got to have a drink. Yeah, we're not paying you to drink. Exactly. Like from a guest perception point of view, when they go home, there's that, I, I don't know, what's the word, it's not even admiration, but it's a little bit of respect. Absolutely. And also, we don't do that to punish the guide, you know. And all of the guys I've had here have been grateful for the fact that they don't have to sit here for another four no hours. Sometimes. Exactly. For another four hours after having worked a full day from five in the morning to eight o'clock mm. at night to then still have to clean their vehicles, pack their cooler boxes, no. get all their stuff at the back ready and then be expected to host for another four hours per yep. day when you've been with those guests it, for already eight hours yep. of the day. Do you, do you, <coughs> we haven't yet, you don't make your guides sit for meals all the time. No, on request. On request. And also we don't do communal dining. We don't do no, anything forced, dining. you no. know. So I've, I've been stuck on a game drive vehicle in the middle of a French couple on honeymoon and three Germans and felt like the Awkward. odd one out. And then I'm being forced to sit for dinner with them. And if ugh, it just, it's horrible. No. I have Not said bad. before, like rather give me room service than make me sit at a table with yeah. people I don't want to sit with. 100%. I'm on holiday. And I don't care if they're nice or not. I'm, I'm don't force me. me Absolutely. Don't force me. Somebody tried to host me at Namba Island. Yeah. And they chose the youngest, prettiest girl in the world. Yeah. And I just, 
you know, I was like, did you not read the room, guys? I'm yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah, look at the audience. Yeah, I'm at like, Nimba. I'm yeah. on holiday. I want to dive and I want to be alone. Like, yeah. let me did explain you this to you. I did. Yeah, I do a lot of traveling alone, and I was like, I, I don't need that. that. I don't need that. Yeah. You know, that I, I think a lot of people are scared to even go to a restaurant alone. I did. L listen, I do. I went to uh, most incredible two Michelin in Sao Paulo on my own, and I can tell you now, I was gawked at like I was uh, like yeah. I was insane, yeah. and the waiters were fussing around me like, "Is this person okay?" And yeah. I was like, literally just writing down. Exactly, yeah, hug or something. No, I, I mean, I was like there for the food, so I'm just like making notes of what I'm eating, what's what's inspiring yeah. me. But it's funny. I get why people get awkward about it because sure. people make it awkward. Yeah. Same, same with that experience at sure. the beach. They forced me to have dinner with this lady one night. The next night, the manager's going to join you for dinner. I was like, do me a favor. I'm not coming for dinner. I'm going to yep. sit in my room. I'm happy to be on my own. I, yep. I don't think you understand that I'm 100% like comfortable on my yep, own like and the isolation. You know, that's what the bush teaches you. Yep. you you're okay with yourself and yep. in any situation, you know. The okay with yourself thing's interesting because a lot, of, a lot of the clients I work with as well, people struggle. And then one of the things I say to them is to do is find a spot. Okay, yes. for you, this will work beautifully with what you have. But at home, New York, Melbourne, wherever they are, and okay, I need you to go and sit. No phone, no social, no yes. music. If you need a glass of wine, that's fine. Otherwise, no, and a notepad. Right. And for one hour, just, just listen to yourself. And, just go and sit. People freak the fuck out that yeah. they can't. I had one lady message me on WhatsApp saying, I couldn't do more than 15 minutes. Really? Because after the good stuff, okay, then you said, ooh, it's raining, I think. Your, 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 your brain. brain goes to the dark side yeah. and it finds those voices and the shit in the past. Yeah. People, and, and because of that, people don't want to be alone. Absolutely. I love going into a coffee shop in the mornings, any place. Yes. Traveling, whatever, <laughs> I find the closest coffee shop early in a corner and just watch. 100%. I, I can do that, love that. anytime, anywhere. I love that. And I love traveling alone. Oh. My, my best experiences have been traveling alone. Yeah. And I made some of my best friends because yeah. you're forced to make friends when yeah, you're yeah. alone. Whilst traveling, you know, and I have friends who have visited here, all the way solo from Brazil, travelers. solo travelers, yeah. just because there was no one else to talk to. You know what I mean? So you yeah. you made this connection, and you go, oh, I really hey, am connected to this, this is person. Actually working. Yeah. yeah, and where's your next travel? Amazing, Italy. Haven't, Are you going to? Haven't done Italy, and oh, I, I I was gonna book Italy before COVID hit, and oh, literally a week Lord. before, Ronnie said to me like, don't book that flight because you don't know what's gonna happen. Bang. And and it happened, and luckily I didn't, but I'm yeah I'm having this sort of angst about so not having that? done it i'm going to try and go this year i have to figure out how where i can fit it in obviously the lodges to operate yeah, yeah, yeah. so we'll see maybe october Oof. we'll see it is great maybe june july we'll see it's, it's such a pretty when having traveled quite a bit in the past looking back and speaking to you now about the food and stuff i never had an appreciation for the things i do now right good wine good food and, that. and right. i think of all the stuff because i was traveling with gymnastics and all these things and then you went to the most incredible places around the world and you yeah. look at a restaurant and you're like oh my no, god they're too expensive let's go to mcdonald's yes N not not realizing not, not and looking back now i'm like fuck man what you could have done yeah it's like ah. i did i did a trip, trip in africa from from all the way from morocco all the way down the east coast oh wow and i wanted to do just food stuff mm -hmm. and some of it was rough you know like yeah, there's some areas where you go, Oof, I don't think I can eat here. Um, but now, the same thing that's coming up with Italy, I want to do specific places because yep. of the food that's coming from that area. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess Oof. it takes time for you to develop that sort of appreciation for it. Back. You know, even I mean, even I mean, even from a photography point, of view, my photography is not that big. 
I don't make money off it. It's just a part of the game. But right. if I look now at the places I've seen, I'm like, damn it. Should have done this, should have done that. A little better yeah, we all need more time, though. <laughs> and you want to go back. Do I choose a new place or do I go to a different place? And, yeah. and, and. Yeah. Tell me about these knives again. We started talking about it early on. My kaishuns. <laughs> I, I should show you my kaishuns. I should show you. Because the way you described them to me yesterday as well, it sounds like, and we mentioned this before, before the tech issue happened, I, I, I see it as like a Hattori Hanzo from Kill That's Bill. right. Yes. It's yes. like forged in the in the corners of Mount Doom or yeah. whatever, Lord of the Rings stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting. Everybody has their preference, right? And you have the mainstream ones, the, yes. the Vustovs and all that kind of stuff. But then every now and then you get Thank you. Um, the sort of hand-forged... Yeah made in the traditional way um, by people who know how to make knives. Sure. You know, this is Kai. This yeah. is Japanese, you know. So they collectibles. Um, they're just amazing knives. Do they, they, have random, do they have resale value? They probably do if you don't use them. Yeah. But I don't buy things to not use them. No, I know a lot of people do that. They collect and they don't use them. But sure. I use mine. You yeah. know? And I'm very nervous of them. And you can ask anyone here. I cut myself every time I take one out. It's just that sharp. Good Lord. And I, you know, you have to look after them. They, are, they are forever knives, yeah, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Do you, do you just give the name again? Kai Shun. Kai Shun. K-A-I? K-A-I-S-H-U-N. Kai Shun. Does it mean yeah. something? Was it from a place? Kai is a, the person who actually oh. forges the knives. Okay. Yeah. Kai is a famous Kai. Japanese knife forger. And he just produces the most beautiful knives. That's cool. Uh, you can have different, like I said, different types of wood for the handles you can have a, there's a standard range which is resin but then yeah. there's elm wood um, that God. is highly polished or, or or you know all sorts of stuff but these are like i said design they yeah. are they are collector's pieces yeah. and just incredible knives you know there's, are, there's probably other brands that are as good sure if not better no, sure. but these are the ones i i really treasure i think every yeah. every craft has like that Yes. Epitome of. Yes. The ones, you, the ones you strive towards, right? Yeah. 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 Gotta have When it. I was a young chef, I strived towards having the full Victorinox set because one of my chefs had <laughs> the entire briefcase <laughs> and everything Victorinox. It had like piping nozzles, 24 piping nozzles. No oh one was allowed God. to touch them. Like he would bring this briefcase out and I would be like, oh. Yo, yo, angels singing. I was like, shit. oh my God, one day I'm going to have that set. And then I realized, oh, it's actually pretty trashy i need something better <laughs> yeah, what's, what is this what yeah start uh, googling yeah i was like okay so, so what's next you know next on the list for me jamal is going to be the final in my book um i'm not doing anything i say that who knows what happens course, in 10 years yeah, more, but in my head jamal is my final destination i've done so many lodges and openings and yeah. um i'm just i'm done moving around this is my baby and this is going to be my final one if anything, I might do a very small, uh, very intimate restaurant nice. tasting okay. type vibe. Yeah. But it will be on my terms. It'll be very small. Very. Okay. It'll it'll have, in my head, it will have the sort of experience that a lodge can give you yeah. without all the gimmicks. Nice. Um, maybe. Yeah. It's just a possibility. I don't know if it will ever come to but it's there yeah it's there it's always been there it's always been there the the book was for a long time books were a thing that's out of my system Uh, opening another lodge was in there that's out of my system so yeah I guess next would be would be that yeah nice yeah but listen, I know we've got stuff to do. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you for chatting to me. I'll put all the details in the description. And yeah, thanks awesome. so much. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Bye.